self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am trying to make sure that i eat all my vegetables yes we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me mr on point at instagram and twitter um, Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I, Calamity Red, can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artist. And I, will, I promise I will get into why I'm trying to eat more vegetables. Vegetables are delicious. <laughs> they are. Yeah, healthy. Healthy for you. Yeah. So we got a letter. <laughs> we oh, yeah. we did from Colin. Colin. Only letter we got. It is this week. Appreciate you, Colin, for sending us a letter. We do. We're gonna talk about it. Hey y'all, I haven't listened to the latest episode yet because I've been really busy and I didn't get a chance to write in. So I wanted to make sure I sent something before you record episode one seventy one. Few things. I think someone tried to slide into my DMs on LinkedIn. Some backstory. We previously dated. She told me she didn't want to speak to me again and then sent me this message five years later after leaving me for another man and marrying him. Look at you, Microsoft. I sincerely hope you're super happy. What do you think? Number two. I'm going to read the whole letter first. Okay. (laughs) what were your thoughts on the state of the union i personally didn't watch it so i've enjoyed gathering reactions from people who did watch it three i definitely want to join the show depending on timing there's actually a great podcast studio here in seattle i can rent let me know happy to schedule some time there but it's hourly so depending on session recording time we have to figure something else out still not opposed to buy my own microphone too i used to have a yeti that's it for now i'll probably live right in when i finally listen to 172 or 171 at this point uh, definitely don't schedule studio time. Uh, yeah, get the microphone. I think that's what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, but um. Can, can I answer number one? Yeah, I was gonna get through out of the way. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, go ahead. We good. We good. I don't fuck with you. <laughs> that would be my response to that. You little stupid ass bitch. I ain't fucking with you. What? She told you not to talk to her no more, and now she see your LinkedIn and see how well you do it, and now she want to say some shit. Fuck so, her. and and <laughs> to give some context, <laughs> Colin just got a job at Microsoft. Fucking Microsoft. And just moved to Seattle. Microsoft. And got life going the way life's supposed to be going. You know what I'm saying? So she probably married some ain't shit nigga and now respected all not respected. <laughs> regretted all her life decisions and shit and see happy to see you on LinkedIn and see Microsoft and shit and like, oh shit. No, bitch. No. No ma'am. But you know, maybe it's just maybe it's just a friendly acknowledgement. It of just the success. happened. It just happened to come after he started working at Microsoft. The, what the, I'm just worried about the gap. I'm worried about the gap between I don't want to speak to you again and her initiating speaking to you again. Because it'll be Microsoft. different if you initiated the speaking to her and she kind of obliged because, but like for her to say I don't want to speak to you no more, and then this to happen like Microsoft is the difference. <laughs> Fuck her! I can't stand when people do that shit. Listen, anybody that I've talked to that I broke up with i 
don't give a fuck. They could go and be on to be Bill Gates and shit. I'm not finna go running in behind them because of that shit. Because it's a, the, whatever it was that sh- that made her say she don't want to talk to you no more should be enough for her to not be out here chasing at, or what? That's just weird that you would go from I don't want to talk to you to Microsoft, huh? <laughs> and to mention that <laughs> she had just said, "Hey, how have you been?" It's like crazy seeing you, Microsoft, huh? Like, come on, <laughs> no, no, bitch, no. No, ma'am. That's I'm not gonna, how you do I want to go get a janitor job at Microsoft just so I can say I work at Microsoft. <laughs> I ain't going to think know what I do. And I won't be, the, it won't be a lie. You going to have the same shit with people at Microsoft, huh? Exactly. <laughs> Hell yeah. Then when you have, I, but yours going to be different because when you like, I have to be cleaning the shit out of them floors at Microsoft. It might change. What? <laughs> you said you want to be a janitor there I so do. you can say that. But I'm saying, once you tell her that you a janitor there, it might not be the same. Might not go the same. As- I'll, I'll make some shit up, man. <laughs> I'll be like, I am the director <laughs> of of multi level <laughs> building <laughs> resurfacing. <laughs> you know, like they're gonna be like, oh shit, a director? Hell, fuck yeah, I'm a director. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh Jesus, that is so terrible. Like she really gonna have to, she really gonna have to probe for me to be like, so, okay, I clean floors and shit, but I work at Microsoft. I get paid more than any nigga in the earth on the earth that clean floors. Well, I assume that would be Google. I really assume Google would pay more. Probably than Microsoft, I would think. Google probably pay more, and they probably got a big uh whirly dirly ass slide that go from the fucking 30th floor <laughs> all the way down that's just for the janitor access they could probably get off at any floor they want to just by going down the slide yeah she would be amazing it would until it malfunction yeah <laughs> or like a fire happening you try to go down that bitch <laughs> and then the fucking the, the fucking 22nd floor Slide done melted on your ass. <laughs> you gonna be sliding down and hot ass plastic gonna be on you. Now nah, Google too smart. They won't make that shit out of plastic. No, they wouldn't. Cause they would it'll know. be plastic with some kind of reinforcement or something that is and flame retardant or some shit yeah. like that. But fuck her collar. That's just I. Uh, I just don't like when people do that shit. Like you made your life choices. Now it's one thing. Like I said, has she just been like, oh look. Because LinkedIn will do that. Like, I will get emails all the time of, like, people you may know on LinkedIn. And she had just been like, hey, you know, it's been a long time. Like, like a regular fucking shit. Her mentioning Microsoft is what fucks with me. It just seems uh, tacky. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you <laughs> without a dope beat to step to. <laughs> she just handed the dope beat with that message. <laughs> she came back. I wonder how her life is going. Like, I wonder, do you ever wonder, like, a person you know fucked you over? Do uh, you ever wonder if they, like, well, getting sexually abused somewhere <laughs> by a, a, a Terry Crews looking ass motherfucker? So, Facebook has made it to where I have been able to see how a lot of my exes are doing just via Facebook. And them niggas ain't doing too well. Like, let's see, who's doing well? I don't know. I think all of them, like, even I had a boyfriend in high school who got uh, 
this girl pregnant while we were together. And even before I got out of college, I found out that she <laughs> it turned out to be a crackhead and he was raising their kids by himself. Damn. And so it's like, that's the bitch you wanted, though. That's what you wanted. That's what that's you That's not what he wanted. Well, okay. That's he what didn't you put. <laughs> He didn't put on his dating profile. If you a crackhead hoe and want some kids, let me know. I'm really willing to take care of them kids by myself. He wanted whatever the image that she portrayed was. She was initially. a hood bitch. She was just a hood bitch from like whatever. Like she was hood. So every, every hood chick is a bad day away from being a crackhead. <laughs> And dude, I mean, every everybody in the hood is a bad, bad day, day away from snorting a line or smoking a rock. Yeah, no, I take the Air Force dude, the dude. I think his life is going pretty well. Like, but we didn't. It wasn't a, like a bad. We we didn't break up on bad terms. So, but everybody that like did like fucked me over. Their life is shit. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, none of them are on drugs. Not like that extent of their life is shit. But shit just ain't going well. Like. The ones that cheated on me, the girls like with him and she, her turned out to be a crackhead. One of them um, took the child they had and married uh, somebody with a lot of money and moved away with the kid. And he don't even get to see the kid. So, mm. like, none of it turned. And I mean, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to sit up here and act like that is their karma for what they did to me. I like to think that it is. But realistically, it just, they just, I mean, this was going to happen regardless of whether or not I was in the equation. Because these bitches wasn't shit. So even if I had never existed and they just met these women on their own, that's what the fuck would have happened. So, like, it is what it is. But, <laughs> yeah, I, Facebook helps with you being able to kind of see where people are at. So, yeah. So, this is the same as you. Yeah, Facebook, Facebook. Yeah. kind of like lets you know what's going on. The only person I have no idea what's going on with them since the day I left my hometown was my very first girlfriend. Was she old? She was 23 while I was 16. Okay, she was old. And I was 17 years old when I was going to college. And I was on the road headed to Auburn University. And she sent me a message that was like, this ain't going to work out. Yeah, I mean, I knew, I kind of knew it wasn't gonna work out, but I was like, God damn, like what was what's going on? I was like, and the song that was playing on the radio was "Boys to Me" and "Oh Well." <laughs> yeah, that's the song. Like now, every time I hear that song, it's like a flashback. Yeah, um... to me, at, headed to Auburn in my little truck, eighty-seven Dodge Dakota. Oh, music. it was black. I had painted it black. It was brown. I painted it black. I was between the wire road exit and the goddamn uh, Auburn University exit. Music solidifies shit in your mind, man. It do. It's crazy, crazy. how the brain works. Yeah. I don't even know why I call that moment as such a significant moment, but, you know, it was significant enough for that song to be what triggers that memory. That's crazy. So you don't know what she doing? No idea. I had forgot her name for some time, actually. <laughs> Block that shit out. I thought out. her name was Elaine until one day I was like, her goddamn name was Helen. She had a twin sister, twin sister named Helen. Where the hell did you get Elaine from then? Elaine was a girl who dragged my ass along oh. by a string while I was in <laughs> at, uh, AUM. Uh. She dragged me along for some period of time. Uh, but 
she was never my girlfriend. As far as girlfriends, Auburn, mm-hmm. my first girlfriend at Auburn, she is married to a woman now. So okay, living your best life. Live your best life. Um, my next girlfriend wasn't a girlfriend. We would could have been. Mm-hmm. You know, she's married to a dude that kind of looks like me. <laughs> but I guess I guess she got a type. She got a type. Big bald headed dude with a beard, dark skin. You know. Uh, my last girlfriend, she doing her thing, hair salon, all that shit. Oh, that's cool. She balling. Um, nothing really went wrong in our relationship. We was just. It's like we were friends mm-hmm. that were masquerading as boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> we just like. As far as emotionally and connection go, I don't mm-hmm. think we ever reached the level of for real boyfriend and girlfriend. We were just really good friends. That's always tough. And so we just, you know, cut ties well, as far as that charade goes. Oh, Tarvis is driving trucks. <laughs> driving trucks. Or he was driving trucks. I think he his, he was trying to, like, he may not be driving them now. He, he wanted to, have, like, start a company for driving trucks, but... Um, after he went to prison. Uh-huh. <laughs> How far does karma even reach? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing I don't like about karma. I don't even like the concept of karma. It's like something we don't know when it's coming. Yeah. We don't know what it's going to do when it comes. We don't know how long it's going to last. That's why you how just do don't know? be fucking people over. How do we know the shit that's happening to them is for our shit they did to us and not shit they did to somebody else? True. You never know. I don't I don't like karma. Well, and with Harvest... Nothing really. I mean, he 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 was an asshole. Like, but I'm an asshole. Like, our issue was we were way, way, way too much alike in personality. Like, way too much alike to where we drove each other fucking crazy. <laughs> because it was just kind of this situation where we was just always trying to one up each other. Like, verbally, just constantly sarcastic. It was too much really it really was because you could i could never just be relaxed because i always felt like i had to be on guard because i knew this nigga was gonna say something and he knew i was gonna like it just we were just not good like on paper we would have been but like in practice that shit was garbage and then he went to prison and so that just kind of took care of that because then after he got out I'm going to be honest, and this is probably really, really terrible, okay? And I know it is. But, like, he was in prison for a really long time. <laughs> and I don't know what happened while he was <laughs> I don't know what happened while he was in there. And I couldn't look at him the same. <laughs> Just because you don't know. And I'm not going to ask, because even if something happened, he's not going to tell me the truth. Because he's he like, he this super macho. You know Tarvis. You met him. He this super macho ass nigga. Like, he not going to tell me if anything actually happened. Like, he just wouldn't do that. So, I couldn't deal with that. <laughs> just couldn't deal with it. And I didn't know what he was going to do, because he was in the military at the time he went. So, I'm like, you didn't went and got this fucking record now like i don't know what you finna do livelihood wise i, mean, I ain't finna take <laughs> so like he had a lot of life shit to figure out after he got out you know so he might like being pegged now and that's not something i can help him with <laughs> you could i know i can't no Why no not? what the fuck no nope <laughs> in my mind that's just emasculating just this i can't do it sorry it's weird 
I don't like it. If you do that, that's, you know, good for you. And you find you a woman that is willing to peg the shit out of you. Please do. But it just ain't red. I'm not pegging nobody. That's weird. That's not in my bag of kink. My bag of kink is small, first of all. <laughs> I don't think you have one. I have a little bag of kink. Don't believe it. I don't. The same way that you I know I don't what? even want to know. <laughs> but I don't believe it. I don't, even, I don't even want evidence to the contrary. I just don't believe it. <laughs> don't care. It's the same way about the twerking. Me doing my back. I've had. <laughs> oh God! You know what? That's good though. So you you be in the mirror twer- twerking? Yeah, sometimes when I'm doing my hair, Girl, all women do that. I I'm feel just like. saying. I feel like I know you took the stripper pole class. I did take the stripper. I have. Let a me say pole, pole dancing. Let's pole not dancing, say stripper pole. Let's, wasn't, let's yeah. be pole dancing class. Politically correct for the strippers. I have a stripper pole still. I don't have it up because. I don't really use it, so there was just really no point in me installing it, and it was a bitch. It's a bitch to install, so I just didn't bother. It. But I still have it, so you know. I guess when I move this year, I might be able to. It's time. To, it's it. time to go ahead and install it now. <laughs> your weight is different than when you took that class. You That's need to see what, what your moves look like. It really needs to be secure now that my weight <laughs> is different because I get the swinging on that shit and everything just fall. It's worse. That's it's worse now actually that I've gained the weight because. That means it really needs to be secure. When I was lighter, you know, it was less likely that I was going to, you know, pull it down. But Flip now, 60 pounds more, I might, <laughs> me and the pole go down. I can't deal with that. Um, but you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with my kink level look be appearing to be non-existent. I guess that's, that's better than niggas being like, Red is a freak ass bitch. <laughs> It's only like, one. It's only one person that you want to be that way anyway. Yeah. And if he betray you and tell other people, then he got to die. You got bigger problems. Yeah. True. So I'm okay with that. It's it's just funny. The the twerk thing was really funny. Um, because I get that a lot. I don't know what people. Th- I guess because I don't know. I guess I put off. I don't know what it is. But I dance my ass off. Used to. What if you the dude that you come to love and grow he never want to be pegged or nothing like that but every now and then he do stuff like so be twerking like like hey look look girl and just start twerking <laughs> like it, it, it never it don't translate to nothing else he just do little stuff like that i mean i i'm going to assume that this means that i fall in love with a goofy ass nigga who do goofy shit other than that if he do other goofy shit then it ain't worth a conversation it ain't something like listen <laughs> this twerking shit you be doing is he doing I it i don't want to see it is he doing it in front of other people no 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 he ain't Just doing what I, I mean but it's like he practicing and he, and he good okay, at it yeah and... no that's weird nigga <laughs> no that's weird but what is it though what is that is that a conversation that leads to the end of this or is that I a conversation that don't do that it. shit i wouldn't break up with it but i just be like the fuck is you twerking for my nigga stop doing that it's weird yeah you're gonna have to start roasting them yeah that's the universe that's the black universal <laughs> language of stopping shit just roast them basically yeah i so said that's what it would have to be like I, I would just roast his ass until he stopped doing it but that wouldn't be enough for me to break up with him Pegging, I can't. I'm sorry. I feel like weird. you could do some shit, like some embarrassing shit, like like reverse psychology type shit. Like pull out your phone <laughs> and be like, if you go, if you don't do it for Snapchat, you don't do it for me. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> 
You yeah. watch your homeboys that you do your uh, fantasy football league. The only league way you can do this, this shit, shit is you do it for everybody. If you're just doing this shit for me, it's a wrap. I don't want it. I don't need it. It's weird. No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. But yeah, Carla, it's, it's, she saw that Microsoft. I completely 100% believe she saw Microsoft and was like, oh shit. What did she think? But what would she think she could get out of it though? You know right, what I mean? Look, it's some scandalous bitch. Like the same way I think it's some niggas out here that ain't shit, it is some scandalous bitches out here. And there are women who would see an opportunity to elevate in life by, t- you know, attaching to somebody new. It's bitches that'll leave their husband for somebody that's got more money. There are women that would do that. And I don't know this lady, so I don't know that she's one of those people, but I, it's, it's women Listen. like that. <laughs> so she it's might a, think she can, we got a history. I could just slide on back in there with Colin. Listen, <laughs> it's a lot of women out here that is one bad marriage and one bad day away from sucking somebody's meat. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm somebody else's. <laughs> I'm just like they are one like first off the relationship already messed up okay <laughs> clearly I, I I I left you I chose this guy he's sorry <laughs> he don't wash his drawers you know it's like he 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 ain't clean he don't watch the kids he ain't he ain't motivated he ain't got goals that woman is one good smelling ass <laughs> man away from pulling some draws down. <laughs> so, we don't even know her situation. We don't know her situation. But, but that's what I'm saying. I like, like to believe that a woman who ain't close don't even think about sending people like, like, I wouldn't say, DM. I they would, don't if think I was about married that. and happily married, even if I saw that shit, especially if we hadn't talked since that day however long ago, I'd have just been like good for him and kept it fucking moving. I would never have contacted him because what I'm contacting him for? We don't need to have no contact. Like I, I see you doing good, good for you. That's it. I we don't need to have a conversation. So even her contacting him, and like I said, my issue is that she mentioned Microsoft specifically, Jeroo. If she had just been like, hey, you know, it's crazy seeing you on here, but her mentioning where he work at just sit with me wrong. But she could have done that. She could have been doing that for the long ride. She could have been saying, just checking on you. Hey, what's up? Yeah. And just soon as Microsoft pop up, oh, came back on the radar. <laughs> bloop, like the little bleep, blip. Would it be like that on the radar? The little yeah, green, old ass radar with a little boop, dot show up. Boop. Yeah. As soon as that Microsoft popped up. Like, wait a minute. Microsoft. She planting seeds. Don't fall for it. Colin. Don't fall for it, Kyla. I don't know. I, if she if she was the most amazing thing ever. You still be with her. And she would leave her husband and come back. Don't fall for it. Man. No. And I always superficial. See, people always ask about how people end up, you know, going back into relationships that were terrible. The further you get away from a relationship, I feel like the less you remember the bad shit. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the further out you get from not being with that person no more, we start reminiscing on the good shit, not realizing that that nigga was snatching you up every time he saw you, thought you was looking at you know what I'm saying? Like we don't remember that stuff. The further you get away, we start romanticizing people and, and it's like 
y'all broke up for a reason <laughs> like there was something going on and i feel like we just kind of only focus on the good the first so as the years go by it's kind of like well he was you know we we had such good times together and shit then you get back with him and the first time he snatched you up it's like oh yeah this why <laughs> mm-hmm. now i remember why i broke we went together and i remember why i had to get a restraining order against <laughs> it's like all of this shit come back to you now but uh that's just i hate that shit that's foul i don't like when people do shit like that like if i see somebody that i knew that was doing good if i'm in a situation like with my husband i just wouldn't i feel like that would be disrespectful to my husband i ain't finna do that i ain't finna contact no nigga i used to talk to i have a zero tolerance policy for people coming back into my life (laughs) zero if we at some point decided to not interact or you decided not to interact with me, or I decided to not interact with you, then that's it. You left me to the rest of the pool of the people <laughs> in the world. What the fuck am I going back to you for? Why? <sighs> it just don't. It don't make sense to me why people go back. There are so many other options. I just think that again, the further out people get, they start romanticizing. Especially if you out here having trouble with new niggas. Or with new women, it's like, well, yeah, but man, Shanice, man, you remember Shanice, man? We, we could have made that work. Then your homeboys have to be like, Shanice was a hoe, nigga. Shanice was fucking everybody today, but y'all remember that? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's just, man, y'all tripping. <laughs> y'all tripping. She wasn't no hoe. <laughs> It's easy. It's hard from the inside looking out. It's easy from the outside looking in. It is. In. It absolutely is. It's and and I I just no backseats. And the way that my psyche is set up anyway, once we are not together no more, I don't give a fuck about you. Like I I I literally can't. I can't. Like it's <laughs> it like don't uh, work. when when I saw that as now you saying this, it's like you seen the episode of Black Mirror where the mama could turn off the dangerous stuff that they child could see and it would just all oh, be blurry. Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like that's how your ex <laughs> exes is in the relationship. Like you can't even see them hoes. Nope. Like they be just your blurred. brain to cut their ass off. <laughs> they, they don't even ain't the same no more. No. And I mean I I tell people this and like <laughs> I think I think dudes think women be like, oh yeah, you know, she just saying it trying to like act like she tough. Like, no nigga, this is literally <laughs> like when I say I have a little devil and a big devil, that shit is true. Or when you said that, that was very accurate. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the more accurate the de- de- descriptions of my personality. But the same thing where if we break up and it's not like I I do go through a period of being hurt. But once I ain't hurt no more, fuck you. Like and don't come back because it's not going it's I'm going to pay you all kind of dust. You're going to be so angry. She's going to pull that mask off like Scorpion on your ass and flame you, boy. Burn you to death from gonna your feet up. real upset. So it ain't even worth coming back. Like, mm-hmm. once it's over with and you didn't gave me enough time to get over it, I don't do... I can't go back. Like, emotionally, I disconnect completely. Which I'm sure is a defense mechanism, but fuck you. If you hadn't fucked up, then it'd be all right. I don't feel bad about it. It is what it is. Zero tolerance Zero. policy. Mm-mm. I'm out here for everybody else now. <laughs> you messed up. And maybe you didn't mess up. You know, maybe you saved yourself. I don't fucking know. Maybe you went to a fucking fortune teller and they told you some <laughs> bullshit about me. 
that was not accurate because I mean it's a fucking fortune teller. Oh my god. But you know, whatever. Yeah. All right. Don't fall for it, Colin. Don't fall for it. On to number two. What were your thoughts on the State of the Union? I personally didn't watch it, so I've enjoyed gathering reactions from people who did watch it. I'm in the same boat as you, Colin, because I I just I knew it was gonna be bullshit. The only thing I can say about it is my very favorite thing that came from it is the picture of Nancy Pelosi <laughs> doing that little petty ass clap. <laughs> only thing that I gave a shit about from that. I love that picture. It's hilarious. The, the State of the Union was garbage. The State of the Union is supposed to be an opportunity for the president to address the nation and build up some hope and build up some credibility for himself. That's what it's supposed to be. And if you're a charismatic speaker, Mm -hmm. if you have a speech well written, and if you, you don't have any of your own secret agendas, you can accomplish that pretty much. This State of the Union just seemed to be a whole bunch of one liners. And a whole bunch of them was intended to speak this on the same points. The wall, the Mueller investigation, all this shit. That, that's all it, it sought to do. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but the beginning of it started off where he was like, the only way we can move forward is as a union. Uh, there's no time for all this pettiness, based on paraphrasing. Um, we need to work together. All to come back and say... Um, but we can't work together if y'all investigate me, <laughs> motherfuckers. Or um, the Democrats, you know, they they keep doing this. Like he he said, we all need to work together. We need to stop being mean to each other, and then start talking about individualized shit, partisan shit, and talking about people. Did he say something about an abortion pill that lets you abort a baby at birth? Yeah, which is not true. Do you know all of that that's been going on in Virginia? It got Mm-mm. something to do with Robert Northam, the blackface senator. So, uh, Cuomo, the governor in New York, mm-hmm. um, and and Virginia, they're looking at some some type of certain abortion laws mm-hmm. that really imply the health of the woman. Mm-hmm. But the one in Virginia was about uh. The way the law was written, the hearing that they had exposed the problems in how the law was written. Mm-hmm. Because the law was written that it, in the uh, third trimester of a child's birth or ch- of, of a pregnancy, child's development, mm-hmm. if it turns out that there would be significant harm to the mother, the doctor, not just one doctor, but three doctors, would be able to have a... Uh, a final say as to whether they will terminate the pregnancy depending on the level of health. What? What? The doctors will be able to have the final say? Along with the mother. Oh, okay. The mo- <laughs> well, no, no, no. I think now it's three doctors. I think they was trying to change it to one doctor and the mother okay. that can have the say on whether they can terminate the pregnancy depending on the level of health risks mm-hmm. to the mom. Well, it didn't, it, it, the, the law was written very vaguely. And so they were trying to consider what would be identified as health issues. And the law don't say that it can't be issues with the baby, like fetal alcohol syndrome or Down syndrome. And so they were asking, so by the way, your law is written, if a child had Down syndrome or this or that or this or that, then or or just 
other disorders that you can detect, mm-hmm. you know, while pregnant. And the law don't say you can't. And so they was just pointing out that. And he was like, well, it doesn't say that those are restricted, but, you know, and then they were like, okay, okay, whatever, like they do in them hearings. Mm-hmm. Then the next question was, it also doesn't say at what point this legislation stops a doctor and a mother from being able to make this decision. So if the child was being born right now and it was determined at that moment that a mother's health was at jeopardy, mm-hmm. could they terminate the pregnancy at that moment? And and uh, he was like, no, he was, well, based off of how the legislation was written, mm-hmm. it there is no time limit. So technically, the way, so the way that hearing was, it was really to discredit how it was written, and it just created a whole talking point for Republicans saying that Democrats are advocating for infanticide because just because that legislation and how it was written didn't stop at a certain point of when that termination could happen for the pregnancy. So that's that's where that came from, and it's everywhere now. Like this, this yeah. infanticide is just a new word that Republicans are now using for this situation just because when one Democrat give a little window of, of something, this is what happens. But the Virginia governor is the one who was a big part of this dialogue. Yeah. And right after this dialogue is when that yearbook picture came up. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if that was connected. Some right wing parties, just right wingers just went deep into his past to look for some shit to really mess him up because of that. Yeah. But that's where that dialogue that Donald Trump had came from. Not, but but I the thing I hate about those things is that they parade around all these people. Like Alice Walker was there, the woman oh, that yeah. he pardoned. Uh-huh. He pardoned another man who was on on in jail for thirty something years, and uh, they did an interview with him afterwards, and and he was like, "This was better than the day that I got out out of prison." You know, like he got out of prison, it was enjoyable, but like. For people to be looking at him and clapping for him, I do imagine oh, that that yeah, was. I, see that. I do imagine that it was a better. I just hate Trump take these opportunities to try to make it look like he's doing something for the black community. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Credit where credit is due. Even if it's point zero one percent, he did something for some black individuals. He did. But the shit that he has done against the black community in his history. And the shit that he is doing to overturn shit that has helped the black community now is I that credit is really overshadowed by the fuckery. Yep. And so as is much with him. Van Jones said that this was a psychotically incoherent uh, <laughs> state of the union because he went back and forth on points. He didn't have a main objective. It was a whole bunch of talking one liners. It just it, I mean, and, and that's what it looked like. I watched about 30 minutes of it, then gave it up. <laughs> I didn't even bother because I knew it was going to be It just didn't. It, first off, I'm just tired of hearing him talk at this point. Oh, yeah. I really don't like hearing his voice. And I swear to God, if I hear somebody in my regular life that sound like Trump or talk like Trump, I don't know what fuck going to happen. <laughs> but I just didn't. It was just, I didn't like it. I, I'm over listening to that, man. I'm right now just focusing on what all of these other candidates have and how we're going to choose somebody that can actually compete with him. Um, and at this point, my thing is, is, as Democrats, we want somebody that's perfect. We want a candidate that's so fucking perfect. Yep. Okay, uh, Kamala Harris, your history with uh, 
your history with criminal criminalizing black people have canceled you. Um, even though we don't really know what you stand for, what you seek to achieve, what you do, if you grew from that or if anything's different. Okay, Cory Booker, we never were really looking at you anyway. Uh, for whatever <laughs> reason, so is he the one that everybody thinks is gay? Yeah, and he got a like a girlfriend. He or got something, a girlfriend. And people now. was like, "Okay, Corey." <laughs> yeah, he got a girlfriend now. Um, just because he's never had a woman at his side. Well, but some people As think his manner, of New Jersey, his mannerisms. I don't know. I don't, I don't see, know a lot I don't about see, I don't see his mannerisms as gay, but he came on to the Breakfast Club and, you know, Charlemagne got down to brass tacks. What is your plan for the black community? And people are criticizing him because he didn't have a plan for the black community. And I'm like, y'all are really trying to... Do y'all remember where we live? <laughs> we live in white man's America. What do you want him to do? Put a fucking black power fist picking his hair he will not get put on a fucking dashiki (laughs) crip walk around the goddamn breakfast club and say i'm helping all the niggas he will not that's not how this shit work it's not how politics work this is a situation this is a situation where the plan is to infiltrate from the outside and then do something and you're not gonna be able to do a lot but hopefully you can have somebody pick up where you left off. Imagine if we had supported Hillary Clinton. Maybe she wouldn't have done what we need the black community to do. But Donald Trump is doing fucking reverse work. He is backtracking that shit. So Barack Obama, somebody can't even pick up where Barack Obama left off. They got to start back over from Donald Trump's bullshit ass scratch. And I'm not saying that Democrats are the best party. I'm saying that Democrats, if they want to continue to be in power, still have to answer to us. And what they want is power. And the way that they keep that power is answering to us. And we got to get out of this. We need a perfect fucking candidate because the other side will literally choose somebody with a fucking pulse and that can check yes or no in a fucking box. <laughs> they, that's, they don't have standards. All the Republican Party need is a motherfucker that come out there and say, hey, pro-life, <laughs> tax breaks, <laughs> and wall. And he could be the president. The motherfucker's mad because Hillary Clinton said she keep a hot sauce bottle in her purse. Yes, it was pandering. But you can't tell me that Hillary Clinton would have been worse for the black community than Donald Trump. I don't give a fuck what you believe. That I don't believe that shit. I feel like if you believe that, you are disillusioned. Because Donald Trump is doing reverse work for the black community. Fucking uh, Jeff Sessions, oh, Department of Justice, was uh, reversing all of the Obama era shit that was supposed to be protections for people. Uh, that were being treated unjustly. But I do think Cory Booker answered that question correctly. He said that the shit I focus on is education. And when you look at education and the disproportionate ways that black people are impacted, if you fix education, you automatically fix the situation for black people. It's about making the shit more fair for the people. When you look at the justice system in prison, If you fix that system that disproportionately impacts African-American people, if you start working on that system, you're already going to start making life better for black people. 
They want they want Cory Booker to walk to the goddamn jail and take all the black people out and be like, <laughs> look what I did for the black people. That ain't how the shit's going to work. I just need people to understand that. But we, I'm just looking forward to this whole political season where we find out who the candidates are. And if you want to know, based on what you believe, who your candidate you should be with is go to this website called isidewith.com. It puts all the issues up on the on a page and you get to choose. And it out of all the candidates that have come out, it puts a list of how closely tied you are with those people based on what you fucking believe, okay? That should be everybody's starting point. We shouldn't be looking at these candidates and saying, oh, all these little things that ain't got shit to do with politics is why I won't vote for this person or why I don't like this person. Go to isidewith.com, vote on all your positions that you have and see who it puts you closely to and then start researching that person's positions. The person they put up there for me is Julian Castro. I don't really know much about him. Castro was an unfortunate last Shit, name. Obama is a fortunate last name. <laughs> Barack Hussein Obama? Come the fuck on. Julian Castro is not worse than Barack Hussein Obama. I don't give a fuck. It's not, but it's still unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but I have to research his policies now. You know? Because, you know what? I'll be okay with a Latino president, goddamn. Or whatever he is. I assume, well, he's Latino. I don't know what direct culture. Maybe Cuban. With the name Castro. But I would be perfectly fine with that president. We got an opportunity to have a black president. And so black people could see that a black man could become president. I'd like for that to be for Latino. I'd like for that to be for women. I, I won't, I'd rather have a diverse, somebody from a, um, an oppressed group in the, in the White House. But that's it. I answered number three um, for, for Colin. If you have a question you like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcallartists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Call Artists, and send it to us that way. Now, I wasn't going to even, this wasn't even on my radar, but On Point started playing this video right before we started recording. So, uh, Ubar Johnson, and you have to know who he is by this point. But So, I saw this week where... Um, what is it called? The website um, where you give people money. GoFundMe. GoFundMe is refunding all the money that has been donated to him for this school. So, a video. When did the vid, when did he post that video? He posted a video, uh, weirdly, saying how he didn't found a a building for his school, and he was going through all of the sciences that will be taught at this school one of which is dietary sciences (laughs) and he was talking about how important it was for the kids to not only you know grow their own food but make sure that they are eating the their proper vegetables Instead of vegetables, the whole thing sounded weird, and I couldn't figure out what it was. But on point pointed out that he wasn't looking at the camera, so apparently he was reading this whole speech, and it came off very disingenuous. It came off like he was code switching. Like it seemed like he, it was so weird. He had this suit on. The whole video was weird. He didn't sound different to me. He sounded different to me. I guess because I'm used to him yelling. He He was speaking off the cuff. Yeah, maybe he was reading papers. 
And I wonder if he really don't know how to say vegetables or if it was like spelled wrong on the shit he was reading. Like, did it say vegetables on the damn paper? And it was obvious. Like, when he said it, we both caught it. Like, because it was an obvious. Like, it wasn't like where he barely misspoke. Like, no, it was very apparent that this was. No, and I, we didn't watch the whole thing. I don't even know how long the whole thing was. It was like 28 was. minutes. Oh, hell no. If you don't know who Umar Johnson is, he is the prince of pan Africanism. <laughs> I don't even know what pan Africanism is, but I don't know. He's a. Uh, he considers himself a school psychologist, and people have to go back and look at his degree. How but do you consider yourself that either you are or you're not. He is not. He doesn't I'm have a degree. He considers himself a school psychologist <laughs> because he go straight on to the Breakfast Club and other platforms and say things that my profession don't agree with. <laughs> you know, he act like all boys that are homosexual have been touched when they was little. Like that's not. Where is your evidence? Where's your evidence for that? Like, he said a whole bunch of shit that don't... Inflammatory stuff. Like, like these kids just need whoopings and shit. Like, you ever came for abuse, potentially? You know, everybody don't... Well, this is an all-boys school that he was um, It's the Doug, Frederick Douglass Marcus Garvey Academy. <laughs> in which they supposed, just supposed to be teaching little young boys a lot. I just don't see it really working out. No, because and given his viewpoints, anybody that was taught at that school would not come out being a, a good member of society. I mean, legally, it's so much shit you're supposed to learn learn and teach if you had own a school. None of that. Well, we I didn't hear all of the sciences, but none of what I heard was any of the shit that you have to learn to get a high school diploma <laughs> in America. So, um. That shit. If you could find the video, I mean, even just the first bit of it is so crazy. And I, I was looking at it from a distance, but apparently his suit was bothering on point. <laughs> it was a cheap ass suit. <laughs> he don't stole enough money to be able to buy a good ass suit for that damn video. <laughs> it's one of them suits that was like when the light hit it, it kind of shiny in some points. <laughs> that is a cheap suit, y'all. The way that a fab, the way that the uh, light hit. Uh, a, a well tailored uh, quality suit is different than it, the way it hit a cheap suit. I'm telling you, go to Walmart and pull out your flashlight on your phone and shine it on a motherfucking <laughs> suit jacket or Target. Sign it on the suit jacket and see what that shit look like. Then go to men's warehouse and ask them where their expensive ass suits is and shine your light on it. It's like the good ass suits just absorb light. Like what the fuck happened to the light? What a good ass expensive ass suit. It's just different. You just that's true. that suit was cheap. He don't stole more than no money. Be able to get him some. Well, he can go to one of his, he one to his stripper girlfriends, <laughs> and you know, get the, some money from them. The building did not look like a legit purchase that he was walking around in. It was just a weird. His the whole way that it was directed was weird. The video was first weird. off. It was a building that it looked like they just acquired. I mean it. It looked like the people moved out of it just yesterday. Like, you think that he would take some time to take some money to set the shit up first and then do the video. But that's a decision they made. And I'm trying to think, if if this, if this was me, would I want people to see 
this brand new ass, still barely cleaned up and unorganized building. I mean, no, you know, like slots on the doors where clearly with names that mm. ain't there, chairs pushed over in the corner. Would I want somebody to see this fresh, empty ass building that I'm going to turn to a school? Or if I'm actually going to turn it to a school, what I want it to look like a school and what I want it to look like I'm walking in the classroom and walking to my, what my image of it's going to be. Man, I feel like I would have bought all of the logos and put them on the doors <laughs> and put them on the walls. I feel like he should have done a lot. Like we didn't see LeBron James school before they had all those shoes and shit on the wall. Nope, we did not. We didn't see LeBron James school before it had a logo and all of the. Uh, the verbiage on it for for the uh, um, logo or the mm -hmm. motto or whatever they have, mm -hmm. and he walked into an empty ass building like that. Literally, could have been anywhere that he paid somebody to open the door to. <laughs> I just want to know that it's actually a school that he he's trying to do something. Such a big deal in the beginning about how they traveled all over looking for the perfect building, and then this is what you show. I think that. He saw that GoFundMe was refunding all these people money. He was like, oh, shit, I got to do something so that I can get them. Because GoFundMe refunding the money don't mean he can't get it from these people in another way. So to get these people to reinvest the money, I feel like he did this tour of this school to say, hey, look, it's happening. We're, we're, one, we're this much closer to, to this being a, a, a coming to fruition. That's what I think it is, why he rushed it the way that he did. I think because... Yes, GoFundMe can refund the money, but if people are stupid enough and decide that they want to re-give it to him in the, through another avenue, they can. So I think this was to encourage people to re-donate the money through another funding system since GoFundMe uh, refunded it. Apparently they're investigating him. I don't know what the fuck, why, who, who knows with him, but... Yeah, that video I wasn't even that wasn't even on my radio but radar, but that video was just hearing him say vegetables. <laughs> ridiculous. That's so terrible. So that yeah. That was my All right, so I wanna talk about something from last week. Um I went pretty hard on the Virginia governor last week. And I want y'all to know that I'm the kind of person that I'm always constantly looking for new ways to understand the world, new ways to understand titles and topics. I mean, even if I go back to some of the things that I've written and some of the old videos I've recorded, um, while what I believe is, you know, rooted in the same ideals, it changes ever so gently. And last week, I was going hard on the blackface governor about, you know, it's just him needing to step down and it being over and, um, and so I just wanted to talk a little bit about how, so you got the Virginia governor, Robert Northam. Mm -hmm. He's the first in command. If he would have stepped down, the second in command is, uh, I think, Justin Fairfax, maybe. He has some sexual abuse allegations against him. So if he were to step down from going to potential governor, if Robert Northam stepped down, the AG would be the third person, which the AG admittedly came out and said he got some blackface pictures when he was... In school. So, like, motherfucking crumble. Crumbling, <laughs> you know? And the attorney general, he came out with this whole speech that basically said, hey, uh, back when I was young, me and my group did some fucked up shit. We were not very culturally aware. Uh, and we did, we used blackface. Uh, we 
Um, I didn't know at the time that it was wrong. I've grown to realize that it was very problematic, very insensitive, and something I shouldn't have done. But more so, it represents an issue with my, you know, understanding of cultural awareness. And he ended by saying, you know, and, you know, furthermore, the people of Virginia don't deserve somebody who didn't do that. But, you know, I work towards whatever it takes to build those relationships back up or whatever. And, you know, just because he came out got ahead of it, spoke to the issues of it, I was like, you know what? I don't feel like he should step down. And and so, but that contrasts with what I was saying about Robert Northam, because I was saying it don't fucking matter. He need to step down. I do think that there has to be a road to retribution for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think it sets a bad precedent if we don't give people an opportunity to, to have a retribution for the shit that they do. Uh, because... My next story is going to go into a little bit more detail about this context, but I do think that people need a road to retribution. So I did go hard on the governor, but I do want um, an understanding of what he believes that he's done for brown communities in order for people like me to say, you know what, he might have learned his lesson, or that was some young-ass immature shit, mm -hmm. you know, or it was a, a symptom of the times more so than a diagnosis of the person. Uh, or maybe it was a diagnosis of the person, and the person has changed. So I, I'm starting to look at some of these things and trying to see what the, what the road to retribution is. Now, that's with somebody, for example who is a democratic governor who a lot of the policies that democrats implement are to help mm -hmm. brown communities that's why this same dialogue don't work for donald trump because his road to retribution he, he's still in the motherfucking middle of a path of doing shit that adversely impacts brown communities mm -hmm. he's in the middle of that shit just sessions all like oh, a lot of republicans steve king you know, he is in the direct path of implementing policies that don't directly help African-Americans. Republican platform. Let me just highlight this. The Republican platform for black people is not for black people. It's just things that they believe will inadvertently help black people if they do it. For example, uh, they believe that taking away social programs and welfare and things will inadvertently help black people because it will force them to have to go find work. It will force them to have to go figure out how to live. They don't take into consideration that it may do reverse work and send a whole bunch of black people into like third world levels of poverty versus the regular ass, still fuck, fuck boy ass poverty that they're in now. Democrats, while they don't have the answers, they are actually trying to create policies to help the oppressed people. Some of them just don't work. Some of them just ain't right. We don't have a one-size-fits-all for the shit. It, it varies from state to state because every state got their own issues too. That's why those people be like, well, Democrats look at Democrats cracks and give them a pass for their own racism. But when you look at Republicans, you're ready to condemn them when Republicans start having plans for brown people to get some kind of, you know, leverage in America, we'll be, we'll be good. Mm -hmm. I'll be okay. I will, I will 
start talking about that road to redemption based off of what your current actions are. There, the only way there is a road to redemption is if you're not the same dickhole you was before. <laughs> it's the same thing for an ex, a ex-mate. If your mate has changed, if the person that you used to know was the most horrible, most offensive, most horrendous person you've ever met, they can't be that same person and expect forgiveness from you. They have to be a different person in order to, forget for, uh, to get forgiveness. They have to have grown. If a Republican don't show that their understanding of brown communities has grown, you don't you're not on the road to redemption. You're still in the same shit that we're criticizing you for. But if you're but but Democrats, because their target is usually to help those oppressed communities, they've at least shown that they are willing to do work to reverse what that shit was that we are criticizing them for. So this is kind of my constantly evolving way of looking at this situation right now. Now, I'm going into my next story because of it being connected to this one right here. Okay. Liam Neeson's. Have you ever seen the Kim Peele skit? Probably. I watched every Liam Neeson's and Bruce Willie, the two dudes that were sitting outside of the movie theater. So it was Kim Peele. They outside of the movie theater, like just like helping people in their cars and shit. Oh, okay. And they yes. start talking about movies that yeah. they like. Yeah. And they be like, <laughs> they just kept saying, Liam Neeson's and Bruce Willie. <laughs> like, they just was fucking up the names, but it was funny. Uh, but Liam Neeson had an interview this week. You know, he got a new movie coming. I don't know what the fucking movie about. Me either. And he basically admitted that when he was young, he would walk around fucking wherever he lived in England somewhere I guess Britain England somewhere with a cause he called a knife that he had something else like a shiv or shove or shove or something like that waiting for a black person so that he could kill him because he had a friend that got raped by a black person and so like he was just walking the streets waiting to get vigilante justice on a random black person because of something a specific black person did and oh my goodness, goddamn, <laughs> Liam Neeson's got all of the fucking criticism you did. that you can get from a situation yes. like this. And the reason that it connects to the last uh, situation is because we're talking about that road to retribution. I honestly don't have a problem with Liam Neeson, with his age, with his career, with his growth, acknowledging today the bullshit that he was participating in and that's a part of why i respected the ag coming out on his own and saying i got pictures too yeah i dressed up in blackface and we might not even know where them pictures at they might not even come out yeah but but he took that initiative and we have to be honest with ourselves as a, as a community black community we gotta be honest with ourselves if we want white people to talk and have a conversation about race we have to accept that a lot of them are going to say a whole shitload of fuckery that we're not going to accept in order to move forward in the dialogue if we take what they say and shun the fuck out of them all they gonna do is hire pr firms to hide all their blackface pictures they're gonna keep all of their stories of racism in their brains out of the public eye they're going to make sure that anything that they can have in this conversation that indicates that 
or or that what black people would look at and run with and just mark him as a racist, then we won't be able to have a dialogue that we say that we want. We have to give them an opportunity to talk about what that road to retribution looks like. I wish Liam Neeson would have had a conversation from that about, you know, how his views on brown people have changed and black people have changed and how it's different. That goes into Michelle Rodriguez saying that he can't be racist because they he kissed the, the shit out of her. He ass. kissed a black woman on a movie. Okay, <laughs> he can't be racist. Oh, Michelle. So, but I do want to talk about my last thing because I've been talking for a long time. But the last thing I want to mention about this whole situation is that white people have put all brown people under a microscope, and not as individuals. They put black mm-hmm. people in a microscope with black people. Yep. They put Latino people in a microscope as Latino people. They put Asian people in a microscope as, uh, as, as Asian people. And, but we don't do that for white people. We don't look at, I mean, we've never, because we don't have the power, we couldn't do that. Like, white people could, like, literally group all black people in a category mm-hmm. and put it on paper somewhere. We haven't had that power to to define it in that term. So I think white people look at us as groups and they look at themselves as individuals. And because they look at us as a group, they can see me do something and they can try to take it out on a black person over there. Or they can see a couple of black people doing something and attribute that to every single black person because they always look at us as a group. To us as African-Americans, our experience is a collective experience and to white people that look at us our experience is a collective experience but to white people their experience is an individualized one and that's how i think that a white person because they get to think of themselves as an individual a white person who don't believe they're racist can do shit like wear blackface Mm-hmm. Or dress like a Native American on Halloween, and, and and believe that they're not racist, and believe that what they're doing is not racist because they inherently don't believe that they're racist. So they don't believe anything that they could do involving race could be racist. But that's why I'm learning that we have to look at. Or I'm moving to say that we need to look at things as, and I might have said this before, as impact versus intent. I don't care how well-intentioned you are for anything. Look at the impact that thing does. Because intentions don't change impact. You know what I'm saying? If I didn't intend to... If Dick Cheney didn't intend to shoot old boy when he shot him, (laughs) it didn't take them bullets out his ass. It did not. If we start looking at the way that we deal with other cultures as how we may impact them... Versus our intended measures of not impacting them, we can actually fucking move somewhere in this fucking stupid ass dialogue that we have. <laughs> but I've been talking for a long time, so that's it. Well, speaking about blackface, all you Gucci gang members might be in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> I love, first off, listen. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. I want to know which of y'all who are listening to this show because I really feel like if you listen to this show I feel like if you listen to the conversation <laughs> con artists I feel like you eat bologna sandwiches <laughs> I feel like you drink red Kool-Aid I feel like you use Laurie seasoning salt <laughs> I feel like you might have walked barefooted outside sometimes <laughs> like I don't feel like we got a Gucci crowd listening so if you wear Gucci please let me know 
And I don't mean like you're a woman that got a Gucci, not one nice Gucci bag, maybe two, you know, that you done kept over the last 10 years. Hey, I I, 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 I like that. I'm just saying I don't feel like we we have a crowd that is, is going to have a, a closet full of Gucci Probably and not. that this dialogue is going to deeply impact them. Probably, I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, So this week, Gucci came under fire because, or last week, they had a new sweater release, but it's supposed to be a, I cannot, ba, 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 balaclava? Balaclava. Is that how you? I don't know. It basically, the shit that ninjas have on their head, <laughs> it's supposed to mimic that. It's B-A-L-A-C-L-A-V-A. Balaclava? I said balaclava. But that is not, that's, um... That's the Greek dish. No, I'm saying this exactly how it's spelled. Balaklava. 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 Okay. Balak Balaklava. Anyway. <laughs> Not uh, what's the other one? Um Baklava. Baklava, yeah. yeah. That's what you're talking about. Um so look up Balaklava. I spelled it for you. Don't listen to my pronunciation. Look spell it and then Google it. And you'll see what it was supposed to be. Then when you go look at the Gucci one, the Gucci one does not come all the way over your head. And the Gucci one where the mouthpiece is, they put red lips. Okay. And so, of course, this goes back into like pickaninnies and all of the, the blackface and people making. And so people got upset. And Gucci, of course, we're all about diversity. And we, you know, we would never intentionally blah, 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 blah. And so everybody has been in Gucci's ass this week. T.I. has uh, called for, of course, you know, we do boycotts because that's what we do. That's T.I. That's T.I., y'all. <laughs> he wears Gucci, apparently, okay? Yes. Soldier Boy been running around with his Gucci headband <laughs> on. He said he called for a boycott, too. Yeah, he going to finally get rid of that stretched out ass Gucci. That probably was the video, the best he thing. had something else on his head. Yeah, and I was he like, did. where the hell is Gucci shit at? Because I didn't know what the hell was going on with Gucci. <laughs> If you look at it, and then they had a white girl, the skinniest, palest, most whitest white girl possible, modeling this sweater <laughs> with the red lips around it. Now, if you don't know why this is offensive, also go look up Piccaninny. I just don't. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, nobody sat around the table at Gucci and said, hey, we need a new design. What you want to do design based on? What about a, a, a balaclava? Let's let's do one of those. First off, everybody said, what the fuck is that? Yeah, because I didn't Wait know. Wait a minute. Y'all uncultured ass motherfuckers don't know. Okay, the fucking things ninjas put around the their head. Thing. Oh, have you seen three ninjas kick back? Three ninjas <laughs> kick back. Yeah, with the little white boys. Yeah, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, we've seen that. The things that the boys had over their head. Okay. What about the foot clan from Ninja Turtles? You remember them? That's what it is. Okay, so we know what it is now. Um, <laughs> let's do those. Well, it's, we can do one of those, but how about we actually create a design that subtly attacks black people that they don't know. You know, let's mock, make it after picking it. Like, they didn't do that. They didn't sit in that meeting and say, let's be racist as fuck. I don't think they did. I but don't know. Look, I don't know what led them to creating what they created. You just said intent and impact, though. This is exactly No, I'm that. saying, I know, I know. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. But we talking about a corporation that don't, they don't know about it. They don't know. But people are acting like, people are acting like they just got sat in a room and said, hey, let's make fun of niggas. <laughs> That's how people are trained to shit. 
and that's not what i don't think that's what it is but it's kind of like that situation of somebody wearing a native american costume on halloween it's like that might not have been your attention bitch but it doesn't make it any less racist like you you should not be taking making fun of an entire culture i agree but we got like like the only point i'm making is that we just have to be more realistic about how they came to this point oh well okay y'all inadvertently and accidentally created something that looks so deeply similar to a a uh, a cultural mockery that y'all should accept that and y'all should figure out a way to fix that with the community that you did that from I mean, it looks just like a Piccaninny. If you, I, it, I'm looking at Piccaninnies. It looks just fucking like the shit. It does. The red mouth. Had they left the red... I want to know what the fuck was the point of the red mouth. The red mouth is what really is makes it very <laughs> racist looking. Like, if they hadn't done the red shit around the mouth, I don't even think the outcry would have happened. Well, let me add something to it. It very well could be somebody who is an alt-right angry ass old racist <laughs> designer who knew that the people at the round table would not correlate that with Piccaninnies who would accept that design. I mean, oh that's God. a possibility, I think. Yeah. Just like when we were talking about that uh, newspaper with Serena Williams, where he wrote her looking like a Piccaninny, drew yeah. her looking like a Piccaninny and saying, oh, I didn't know. Maybe he did know. And maybe somebody did know. I'm just saying everybody around that round table, if that's the case, didn't know what was going on. Nobody looked at it in that in that regard. Oh, but it but it, it just, it just so don't bad. make sense. It just seems like <laughs> it do seem like too big of a coincidence though. Cause they could have used any other color lips. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't have looked like a picnic. It wouldn't have been a problem. If any other color <laughs> lips, they use red. And the lip part is so oversized. The way that they did Piccaninnies. If you again, if you go look up Piccaninny cartoons, they gave it's these little black cartoon characters that they gave these gigantic lips and they made the lips red. It looked just like it. Like, look at this shit. <laughs> Why would you do that? If they had left that red off, this would not have happened. That it just wouldn't have. The part that is really fucking this fucking them up is the red lips. I just, you know, and listen, I ain't gonna sit up in that like I'm I'm boycotting uh, Gucci because I don't own Gucci shit never before. Even if I had money, I just don't. Uh, I'm not really one of them label kind of people, so I can't boycott some shit I ain't never owned. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't watch the NFL, so I don't consider myself as boycotting the NFL. I just don't. I just don't watch that shit. <laughs> if you boycott the NFL, like it ain't that ain't my that was never my thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not boycotting NFL. I just never fuck with the NFL anyway. If you boycott the NFL, then I applaud you like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know. As soon as as soon as Xbox do some old racist ass <laughs> shit, and motherfuckers be like boycott Xbox and the Xbox controller. No, <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna be a bad black person for a little while. <laughs> I'm just gonna be a horrible black person until y'all get over that shit. <laughs> This shit just was really, it was just real crazy. Like, as so, cause I saw what everybody was talking about Gucci, and I was like, what they do? As soon as I saw that picture of that white girl in this one, I was like, oh, okay. Like, immediately I knew what it was. It was a picket in it. I didn't know why to have to tell me. Didn't know about, like, I immediately knew why it was problematic. 
Um, and we'll see how long, you know, because you got the the younger crowd and this whole Gucci gang and all of this shit. It'll be interesting to see how long because Gucci is like huge in the black community among some folks. <laughs> we'll just see how long this lasts. But I wasn't fucking with Gucci anyway, so for me, it doesn't really change anything. Um, I just feel like the people that's listening to our podcast live in neighborhoods with shoes tied through around the power line. <laughs> I just feel like the people that are listening to our shit got pit bulls. Like, that's your dog of choice. You just want a pit bull because, you know, that's what they do in the hood, you know. That's what I feel like our our base is. I feel like our, our base like watermelon fried chicken and uh, grape soda. Yeah. You know? Probably. Those things are delicious. They are delicious. Red Kool-Aid. We already <laughs> talked about that. I, you know, I just feel like no Gucci. No. No Gucci. If you listening to this and you got some Gucci, let us know. I would just be curious. I want to know. How many and I appreciate you for tuning in <laughs> because apparently I think you're too good for our show. <laughs> uh, also, just let me quickly mention. I don't think we said anything about Takashi Six Nine because I don't give a fuck about him. But apparently, he cut the deal and people are upset. But it's like, look at him. <laughs> You really think he wasn't gonna snitch on these folks? Now everybody's saying, "Well, why would he not?" You know, they his gang did him wrong and blah 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 blah. But look, street logic is you don't snitch. Period. That's just what it is. It don't make no sense to me. I'm not of that way of thinking. I tell my friends all the time, "Don't do no shit in front of me," because if they come asking me about it and I could potentially do some time behind some stupid shit you did, I'm snitching. I'm telling. This all is day. my thing. I think that and Meek Mill came out pretty much like even DJ Academics had a new song by Six Nine and another artist and was like, you know, if I get so many likes, I'll release this track today. And Meek Mill were pretty much like, nah, that's dead. He's don't quit disrespecting us because he's he's snitching now. He telling now, so quit disrespecting us. And I was like, I feel like anybody who think like Meek Mill has been deeply conned. Mm-hmm. If you're if you live in a community that grew up that that told you not to snitch, you were conditioned to allow the criminals in your neighborhood to get away with shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's admirable. I think that's bullshit oh, yeah. because the shit that we do in our community, the shit that those people do in our communities, is a big part of why our communities have been destroyed. And the whole no snitching, you know, in in um, Chris Rock show, uh, everybody hates Chris. Mm-hmm. There's something he had an episode about that. Basically, the police would come to the black community, get informants, and just because they didn't care about the black community, they would throw those informants right in there, and they would begin killed in the community, and people mm-hmm. would know that they got killed because they would talking to the police, mm-hmm. and so. The community really just stopped telling because they didn't want to cooperate with police because it became a risk for them. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So at a certain point, they started building that into it was no longer about just not not cooperating with the police. It truly became a culture in which young black kids were conditioned that if they were snitching, it has something to do with loyalty to your community. Yeah. Loyalty to your friends, loyalty to the people around you, despite what they do. Like it don't matter what they do. Yeah. They ain't snitching. It don't yep. matter. And the the logic behind it is 
We don't snitch. We handle this ourselves. So that's how you get these whole cycles of this family done, mem family member got killed. So now we got to kill this person or the family member to come down. And then that, then it goes back and forth because we don't get these systems involved that help resolve the problem so that it don't happen anymore. We just keep going to I for I for I for I back and forth over and over. So I just... I don't know, man. I I don't. I just don't like that no snitching shit. I I work with kids, and on on my caseload, who if they get in trouble at school, and it don't got nothing to do with them, or is somebody else involved that could shed more light on the situation, they will not let these administrators know what the fuck mm, happening. Nope, because they not going. Period, and it's it's really garbage because you are willing to sacrifice your life for this fucking bullshit ass concept that protects somebody that don't even deserve to be protected. Yep. If I will protect you, if you deserve to be protected. Okay. I will not tell on you or not tell the truth or not be honest with somebody. If, if, if you don't deserve to get whatever is coming to you, like if some bullies run around mm -hmm. and be like, Hey, did you see a kid come around here? If it looked like a kid ran, I'd be like, I ain't seen no goddamn body. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But if you clearly, you know, done shot some people, I'm calling the police, man. I really don't even, at this point, I really don't even give a fuck what happened to me, man. It'll be about my principle. I think it'll just be hard for me to live knowing that I didn't do something about some shit that I could have did something about. Off of a dumbass principle. Off of a dumbass principle. I don't have that principle. Just don't do shit around me. Well, because I'm gonna tell you today. The day that I'm minding my own business and I see a nigga <laughs> shoot somebody and then turn and look at me and I run and get away in my car, man, I, that's going to be one of the most roughest Because <laughs> you know how that shit work in the movies. Niggas be looking for you for five years yep. to kill your ass because they can, you can testify against them. Yep. Indeed. I hate that shit. Well, so it was that people were saying that, you know, he was going to have to be a witness protection. And my whole thing was, how the fuck is he going to be a witness protection? Have you seen this nigga? What he look like with all them tattoos all over his body? Six nines everywhere. <laughs> so don't know how that's going to work out. Had to put some makeup on his face. Every day of his life. Yeah, cut his hair bald headed. Yeah, he would have to cut all the hair out, take them teeth out, they're colorful. Well, I guess they... No, cause Lil Wayne, if you, I don't know if his teeth are permanent. Them colorful, grill, city. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're permanent or not. But no all of that shit will have to change. But people were talking shit about him calling him Snitch Nine, and um, <laughs> all kind of bullshit. But I just, I ain't never understood that. I'm not finna go get locked up behind some shit you did under this principle of. I just ain't supposed to say nothing. That fucking shit is dead. Y'all are crazy. That don't make no sense to me. I would have been one of those people that was immediately dead because I'm telling. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I didn't do anything, I, what do I look like serving two years for some shit I ain't even handing to do with, bro? Not going to happen. Sorry. Nope. Not doing it. All, all based off of the principle of, oh, you just ain't supposed to tell. Fuck you. No. I'm not going to waste my life behind some bullshit because you doing fuck shit. So just so I can be in prison talking about, yeah, I took the rap for my... No, nigga. No, I ain't taking the rap for nobody. Don't do nothing in front of me. I'm telling you. Do not do no illegal shit in front of me. I ain't going to go out of my way. But if they come asking me about you, you going to jail. <laughs> Sorry. 
That's just what it is. That's what it is. I will snitch all day. <laughs> um, that's all I have for that. Shad Moss. Shad Moss. Do y'all know who Shad Moss is? Oh, poor Shad. His name is also Little Bow Wow. L's all day. He just take L's. We Jesus. already we always talk about Little Bow Wow. Little Bow Wow just need to go and rebrand himself. Go find a life somewhere else in a different country. <laughs> go to New Amsterdam. Go to Britain. Go somewhere else. Start a new life. Oh. Change your name. Start using your middle name. I don't know what your middle name is. Just start using that. Get you a regular job and just try to build from there, man. Because you... <laughs> L after You're L fucking after up. L. So apparently, Lil Bow Wow and his girlfriend got into an altercation. Yeah, uh, the, DV the first situation. The that's domestic violence. So the first thing we got was a picture of them two in like mug shots, and we got him scratched the fuck up. Like <laughs> it looked like he got attacked by X twenty three. Goddamn Wolverine light. <laughs> she fucked him up, scratched him all up, and she didn't have no kind Pristine. of bruising. Her she face anyway. Like her hair wasn't even ruffled. <laughs> like her hair wasn't ruffled at all. Now, this is where we got to talk about the double standard for domestic violence because people were roasting Rock Bow Wow. At the time, it's like, you know, he the one that clearly done got mopped up. <laughs> he is the one that got swept in this bitch. So we all making fun of him, joking on him, saying, damn, she don't even look bad. Like, it's crazy because if she had black eyes, we'd be canceling Shad Moss and yep. all of this shit. You know, this is a part of the dynamic where men don't come out about shit like this. Yep. Terry Crews, the motherfucker that came off of Me Too. This is why ain't nobody else finna do what Terry Crews did. The dude who grabbed Terry Crews' balls, he gonna grab other balls too. Because them men ain't gonna come out and say... This happened to me because this is the culture we built. We're going to roast the man if we suspect that he been whipped up. But we don't do the same thing for women. Now, mm -hmm. that's neither here nor there. That's the society we built. As men, we created these standards for ourselves. And toxic masculinity says that we can't accept being perceived as weak. So if we see Bow Wow as being weak, what we going to do? Going to laugh at his motherfucking mm -hmm. ass. And that's it's what like, happened. Oh, uh, thin line between love and hate when... She started going crazy on Martin Lawrence and he went to the police. They laughed at him. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't even take the report. Oh, she 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 trying to kill you. Like, they wouldn't even take him seriously. Yeah. And she almost killed his damn ass. And then. Yeah. So, what came out next was an elevator video of Lil Bow Wow being very aggressive i would have whooped his ass too so in the elevator she was standing there and he kept trying to pull something out of her hand i don't know what it was he, he finally got it out of he was trying hand. to pull something yeah. out of her hand he was in her face it looked like he was saying basically what you gonna do then fuck you gonna do then what fuck you gonna do then? like he was clearly going at her while she was trying her best it seems to ignore what he was doing the bodyguard even kind of pushed him back a little like dude chill out you know and the next thing that came up was audio of the 911 call in which they heard Bow Wow say, I'm about to slap the fuck out this bitch. Um, and at some point it escalated. But all those other events give more context to what happened because it really makes Bow Wow seem like less of a victim and make her seem like the victim who was defending herself at that point because she, she had reached her Look, it's a level. People reach the end of their rope. And I think she just reached us and then 
Molly whopped him. She was being as patient with him as humanly possible. She was in the elevator, yeah. Cause I would in the ele- it would have been a fight in the elevator. All of that shit he kept doing, trying to take his little jacket off and stuff. First of all, you small as fuck. So what you taking your jacket off for? <laughs> like it wouldn't. Have, oh God, she did really good in the elevator. She didn't interact with him. She kept trying to just like avoid. He just was like this annoying little fucking. Why do I just take L's? I just don't understand. Why he's so mad? <laughs> what? I don't think, I think Bow Wow thought his life was going to be this, like, way bigger than what it is. <laughs> I think he still believes that his life is that. <laughs> he is very wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, all the shit he be doing, he don't see, I don't think he see this criticism and shit. You gotta remember, he was doing this since <laughs> he was a little boy. He was, but like I feel like to a level he knows because the whole Bow Wow challenge happened because he was lying about flying for like on a private jet because he knows that that's what he wants his life to be. Meanwhile, he on a commercial flying. So to a, an extent, I think he knows that he's not what he what he wanted or what he thought he was gonna be when he was little Bow Wow still and running around with uncle snoop and jd and everybody was like oh my god he's so look at the little rapper oh my and then now he's a joke and i think that's difficult for him to deal with and so he's just angry he's just angry because his life ain't what he wanted to be i think he knows that it isn't i think he tried to pretend like it is because he don't give a fuck but i think the anger comes from the reality and his expectation expectation versus reality is way off of him way off i can see that that's what i see it as i think he's just mad because his life you know given where he started out with him getting in the industry as young as he did you know he could have been like an usher you know usher to this herpes thing was doing just fine and he had been in the industry from a very young age and i think he thought he was gonna be like an usher type type success story and no <laughs> so what happened now what happened you know chris brown got domestic violence and he's known for being violent he's still more successful than bow wow that's than i mean come on that's because chris brown is chris <laughs> brown okay chris brown is just good he is um and sad Moss, when he was at his peak, was still not better than worse Chris Brown. He No. No, he wasn't. He was. I mean, his whole thing was just that he was a, a cute little kid that that could rap. Like, I mean, once he grew out of that, nobody cared. <laughs> like, nobody cared anymore. Yeah. It just you know, didn't translate. He just. Oh, it's unfortunate. Uh, and speaking of Chris Brown, uh, well, we didn't talk about 21 Savage. I guess we have to talk about how he blew everybody's mind because he's apparently originally from the UK. He came here when he was seven. ICE has um, arrested him and, and are holding him and talking about deporting him. I think it was 12. Or 14. I keep seeing different. First, I saw 14 
But then people was like, no, it was since he was seven. I don't know which one it was. I don't know when they came here. But I feel like it was 14. He would have had a British accent. I don't feel like that's enough time in Atlanta to completely get rid of your British accent. Do we know that he don't have a British accent? His mom still has an accent. I guess maybe. I mean, he could be like... Hugh Laurie, goddamn. Exactly. Because if you watch House... um, (laughs) Yeah, if you watch House, you never know that he's British. Same thing for Idris Elba. So, I mean... he first started. Yeah. He was just doing American shows. You did not know. Nope. Christian Bale. Like, there's a whole bunch of people who (laughs) you don't know. And the way that Hugh Laurie identified it is how how can y'all talk like us so well is because most of the shows they watch when they growing up is American shows. Yep. If we spent all our time when we were growing up watching, watching British it, shows, yeah. we'll be able to talk like ourselves, but we'll be able to emulate British voices very well, too. Yeah. So everybody was just kind of like, what the fuck? Because I, I don't think anybody even knew that he was originally from the UK. I think everybody thought he was just Atlanta-based always. And so everybody was just kind of like, what? how random is this? That This is the start of Black History Month and 21 Savage is, is a Londoner. <laughs> so then, of course, a bunch of memes started coming out and people was making fun of the fact that he, you know, uh, pulled a wool over everybody's eyes, as it were. And so Chris Brown posted one of the memes. Um and Offset commented and was like this ain't funny or this you know this lame or something to that effect and Chris Brown has been going at him <laughs> ever since he sent that shit <laughs> to the point where Chris Brown like sent him messages was like nigga hit my address I'm gonna be home at 4 o'clock just come on by so you can catch these hands <laughs> and it was such a random argument or the the two of them having some kind of beef is just random as shit it's just to me just as random as 21 savage being originally from the uk um but there was a video that somebody put out about how they need to solve it <laughs> and apparently somebody found a video of offset when he was like a teenager doing the robot and then chris brown dancing and it's like that is not a fair way to solve this because chris brown will murder him dancing i don't even know nobody that can beat chris brown in dancing like i really don't like say what you want about him about who he is as a person that nigga can dance his ass off he can dance and he like six foot four like tall niggas usually are not able to be that much in control you know how of their chris limbs. Brown dance. have you ever seen a paper bag flowing in the wind yeah that's how chris brown dance <laughs> It's like as soon as he start dancing, he just becomes one with all the molecules and shit that's in the atmosphere, and he can just start manipulating space and time around him. That's how he dances, okay? If you ain't seen Chris Brown dancing and shit, just go find some shit where Chris Brown is dancing in. He just dance. It's effortless. Like, it's amazing. It's, it is... It's the way that you walk and you breathe and you fart, Chris Brown dance. That's how he dance. It's just To him, this, this shit just seems second nature. That's what he do. Offset don't want that shit. Offset, get off of Twitter. You supposed to be trying to get your lady back. I don't think you're going to be able to get her back, but that don't mean you're supposed to stop trying to get her back. Your ass don't got time to be commenting on Chris Brown, commenting on 21 Savage through memories. No. <laughs> you ain't got time. You got other problems. Figure out your own infidelity. <laughs> It was just so random that because like here's the thing, it was random for him to say that to Chris Brown. One, we all know Chris Brown got the temper like zero to a million. Okay, 
So that's one. And two, everybody was posting these fucking memes. Like everybody was so surprised. The only person that people got upset about making fun of, which I'm going I'm to discuss that, was Demi Lovato. And I just don't, you know. Everybody's saying that it's kind of like when, you know, you make jokes about your brother, but if somebody else makes jokes, you want to whoop their ass kind of thing. Like, he's ours, so we can do that. And because she's white, she can't. And then people start making fun of her sobriety and her, her substance abuse issues. And it was just like, really, man? Like... The fucking memes were hilarious. <laughs> it seems like I saw somebody break it down to where us joking about 21 Savage being British. Well, everybody joking about 21 Savage being British. Great. Demi Lovato joking about 21 Savage being deported. Problem. Because that's what she was joking about. Him being deported. She and just said of- the... the, the, the uh... The comment that I saw, she said the best part about the Super Bowl weekend was the 21 Savage memes. That's all she said? It had to be something else. Now, I think when people start giving her shit, she might have said some more stuff. But the original thing that people start getting angry at her about was her saying that the best part of the Super Bowl weekend or the Super Bowl was 21 Savage memes. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess they came out, they came out talking shit about because she didn't discern which one of that it was, I guess. That it was it yeah, was about it, him being deported yeah, exactly. or him being British. Exactly. Yeah. And so maybe that's where the criticism came from, but I don't I know. mean, talking about her sobriety, cuz uh who was it that was like oh, we talk we laugh at crackheads and and where I'm from, was it Boosit? Somebody said that shit. And I was like you know, substance abuse is not funny, and I get y'all upset at her, but for you to go to that is just I don't know why people like ain't no off ain't nothing off limits apparently nothing is off limits and this is how it happens it just wasn't that deep to me like her saying again cause I saw the comment that I saw was the comment that I said and I was like y'all really that us like the memes were hilarious like <laughs> I they had somebody like dub over one of his songs and they were rapping it with a British <laughs> Like this shit was hilarious. Some of these memes, I was crying, laughing. Like I really was. It was so funny. So I don't know, but I don't know. Um, I don't know where that is right now with him as far as his deportation. I don't know. Are you looking up the original tweet? That's trying to. Yeah, Wale said, uh, well, I guess Wale brought it up. Why is somebody freedom funny? I don't get the joke. Um, But what she said was the memes were funny. Well, but what I'm saying is she didn't dispute that when Wale said it. She could have said, I want to talk about his freedom. I was talking about British. And she said, Wale just salty. I never replied to his desperate tweet years ago. And then he said that when he also sent her messages when she was in like, you know, wishing her well. And And he said, still ain't gonna disrespect you. Still praying for you, Demi. Glad you seen my old tweets. Hopefully you seen the ones providing comfort and prayer when you were down. I don't kick people when they're down. Go queen. So the fact that she didn't come out. yeah. Yeah, that was good for him, but the fact that she didn't come out and say, whoa, 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 
I ain't talking nothing about his freedom. These were just the British memes. About him being British. Because yeah. to me, it is it's extremely hypocritical if we're going to talk about him being British. But if I if you think back to the memes, all of it was just about him being British. Yeah. None of it was about the deportation shit. Mm-mm. Ain't nobody been joking about that shit. You Mm-mm. know what I'm saying? And clearly, some people like Wale, it's going to be more... You know, serious to them because this this somebody they probably collaborate with yeah. one of their people. I don't think and I so, saw any deportation memes. And so, joking on him bringing bringing British and the deportation, all of that's gonna be to go together in one package for some people. But I feel like people took it way too far when it came to her. Um, and I think it's because because nobody else other than Offset saying something to Chris Brown. It was a lot of people making fun of this whole situation. And I think that if she had not been white, nobody would have got as upset as they did. And I don't think she meant it. I think she was laughing in the same way the rest of us were laughing at the memes because they were fucking hilarious. But, um, but this, so this is my, okay, I'm on, um, I'm on 95.7 Jams every first, third, and fifth. Sunday mm-hmm. night at nine o'clock. Uh, if y'all want to check that Central out, Central Time. Central Time. If y'all want to check that out at any point in time, but we talked about this uh, on the radio, and I was like, I wonder how much of what happened with Twenty One Savage because this was Ice mm-hmm. that did this. I wonder how much overlap is Donald Trump's rhetoric to this because we've been criticizing Ice heavily. For only focusing on the southern border, we've been criticizing Donald Trump for only focusing on the southern border. We talk about, you know, the northern border. More immigrants come from the northern border than the southern border. We keep talking about that. And we keep talking about how people who, uh, the only people who they focus on with expired visas are the people that are brown. It's crazy that. They found 21 Savage <laughs> because 21 Savage has been arrested. 21 Savage has been uh, tried for felonies. Yep. He's had things happen that if his visa expired a year after he came here, whether it was seven, whether it was 12, whether it was 14, uh-huh. things in his adult life have happened to which people should have known that he was here illegally. He got kids. But only in the last two years where Donald Trump has this rhetoric has that became a thing. And it really makes me paranoid because they still found a black person mm-hmm. who has an expired visa and they're looking at deporting that person. You can't tell me it ain't no white people over here with no goddamn <laughs> expired visas. You can't tell me. Mm-mm. But they looking for the 21 savages. This goes into the subjective nature of ISIS way of investigating and how they act on deportation. It's mm-hmm. very subjective. That's why people are saying we need to abolish ICE. The reality is we probably need to fix the system because yeah. I'm sure it's an important function. It is. You know? we, they want to be able to abolish ICE, but they need to go in and do some restructuring and fix some of the broken shit within it. Because um, this just took everybody. Like, I... <laughs> I saw it and I was like, I thought it was like a Saturday Night Live skit or some shit. Like, because it just, 21 Savage is British? The fuck? Like, it was so random that I, I just I I just thought it was a joke. I thought that people were joking about it for some weird reason. But I just could not see that being rooted in reality because it was so random. So random. 
that this is when they. I just wonder what the overlap is. I don't know. And I wonder if we're going to see any any white people. Anybody from the Netherlands or Iceland or wherever you else motherfucker come over here that got white skin and get visas. Mm -hmm. And they expire. I just wonder. Jennifer Lopez is going to perform a Motown tribute at the Grammys. Okay. Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) Jennifer Lopez going to do Motown. Her voice is shit. It's always been shit. She's pretty and she can dance. But she cannot sing. And she did a good job of Selena. I will give her that. But like At I, what at what show? The move when she played Selena. I mean at what show? Grammys. At the Grammys. They couldn't get nobody to do it. But they got so also at the Grammys for the Aretha Franklin tribute. It's going to be Yolanda Adams, Fantasia, and Andre Day, which I think is going to be amazing. Who is Andre Day? That she sang that song "Rise Up" and we'll rise up. Oh, rise like the day. Mm-hmm. Those are like those are like fourth, fifth choices. Oh, don't do that to Fantasia. <laughs> she is. <laughs> she is for mainstream for the Grammys. Yeah, for mainstream white America. Fantasia ain't out there. You heard her music? Uh, no, but she can really. Sing. Her music is legitimately for hood rats. I feel like Fantasia just can't get no respect. <laughs> but I think they're gonna do an amazing job. I think I mean you know better than fucking Jennifer Lopez for a mo. Well, this is what all I'm saying is. Voice so wise, you got uh, Aretha Franklin tribute. Yes. First off, Yolanda Adams. She's gospel singer. I like who. She gospel people never boycott shit. She was coming anyway. <laughs> Fantasia, which is hood hood rat current queen, and the other person you Andre named, Day. which you clearly knew, well, knew it to the music industry. Yeah, you know, uh, knew, knew enough that yeah. the Grammys would not be something she turned around away. You know, sometimes you just got to be a bad black person. Is she not that big of a star? Unfortunately, because she only had that one. I don't think she's put out an album since that album with she the ain't head got rise to. Cause as long as people keep singing that damn shit on American <laughs> Idol and people keep downloading it, because that shit been all on America's Got Talent, it has. American Idol, everybody sings that song. Yeah, they be singing like the fuck out album. that song. It's uh, oh, what was the name of that album? Forget Magical Unicorn. It was not Love. Magical Unicorn. No, <laughs> that's the name of my Wi-Fi. By the Cheers way, y'all. to the fall. I hate you so much. Cheers to the fall was my the Wi-Fi is magical unicorn love. The first time I came over here and asked him about connecting to his Wi-Fi, he told me that shit. I was like, of course it is. That makes perfect sense. Sure it is. Okay, um, so we got that. Yes. Then for the Motown, ain't no black people coming to the Grammys. Kendrick Lamar Lincoln. turned it down. Childish Gambino turned it down. Like everybody's turning it down. They're having they having to go outside of the black community now. And because it ain't about going. It ain't the fact that she's not black. It's the fact that she can't fucking sing. Well, you know what? The Grammys don't give a fuck. They can't get no black people. They need somebody that's popular as fuck. You know what? That's gonna be ass. Any old any any white people seen Made in Manhattan? <laughs> if you seen that, you gonna connect with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> seen any any of number of her five or six romantic comedies, <laughs> rom coms. Oh, they go. The old white ladies are gonna love seeing Jennifer Lopez. Her voice is so terrible, though. She cannot sing. She just can't. She can't. Selena is the thing that got her into singing, and I, she did a very good job with Selena in in that biopic. But like, 
Jennifer Logan is gonna fucking sing. She just can't. She can't act either. She's just pretty. She's pretty, and she was a fly girl on in Living Color. I couldn't sing, and I couldn't act, and I couldn't convince the motherfuckers around me to give me the money to do the shit. <laughs> Then I would do the shit with a fucking <laughs> smile on my face every single goddamn oh, chance she I is. got. She is. I sure ain't she is. hating on Jennifer Lopez, but I don't <laughs> give a fuck about Jennifer Lopez also. I just think her doing Motown is just gonna be tragic. Cause she again, it has nothing to do with her not being black doing Motown because there are other non black singers who could sing it and it'd be just fine. It's the fact that she can't fucking hold a tune. So, like, I don't know what Motown song she's going to be singing, but Motown is the fucking, it's the temptation. It's, you know, people that could sing. She can't. So, I just don't know what the fuck that's going to look like, but all right, Jennifer, go off. You ain't about the right system. Grammys, what about the Grammys that they did to black people? Because it was Oscar so white. What's the Grammys? Grammys is the music one, but they just like I mean they ain't no issue with the Grammys. Well, they I mean they are the choices the winners they whitewash a lot of yeah, uh, categories. They do. Okay, but yeah, I feel like they could have got somebody better than her. Maybe not. I don't fucking know. They could have, but um, yeah, I think that's. I don't know that I have anything else. What else you got? Tyra Banks is going to open her own theme park called Model Land. Who the fuck want to go to that, Tyra? <laughs> what? A theme park based off of modeling? Girl, bye. You just want to waste some money. No idea. Nobody's going to go to that. Somebody will. It ain't going to be enough people to, to keep it afloat. It won't be. <laughs> this will be her Never Never Land. Model Land? The fuck out of here. Um... Oh, I've been me. I keep putting this in my thing, and then I kept getting talk about it, and then it's progressed. So, so AJ, you remember Free and AJ? When, yes. Yes. One on Six and Park, old school. Mm-hmm. He has been accused of some sexual misconduct, and now he's been suspended from extra because of those allegations. I kept intending to come up uh, to bring it up, but then it, we would run out of time, and I would just never bring it up. But he's part of. You know, he been out here doing bullshit. Did they say what he done? The original story did, but I, I don't know. Because I kept putting in the updated things, so. Um. The worst part about this to me is that there's so many things that men would have done to women that they would have forgot about just because of how little they value the women that they did those things to. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe that a lot of men probably don't believe they did that shit, but I believe the women who said they did it. Yeah. Well, this was some recent shit AJ did. Oh, this was recent. Mm-hmm. This one, oh. Back when Several women have come forward accusing him of sexual misconduct. Uh, the initial accusa- accusations came out months ago, but it seems Warner Brothers Television has officially decided to suspend AJ while they continue their investigation. Damn. So, yeah, I can't remember what the, it is, I think it was women that worked under him or worked for him that he was doing it with, but yeah, so mm-hmm. AJ from Free and AJ out here, me too and folks. It's ridiculous, man. It it's just not hard not to 
Not hard to keep your hands to your damn self and your Men act like sexual ideas that women don't want to participate in. Also, teenager faked his own kidnapping to get $130 from his mom. $130? That nigga just stole that shit. <laughs> I don't know what he needed it for. And he was 19. 19-year-old Emmanuel Franklin tried to make his mother believe that he would be killed by the kidnappers unless she put $130 in a mailbox. His mother told deputies uh, that a private number called her phone when she answered an unknown male voice demanded that she take $130 and drop it off in a mailbox on Bagnell Drive in Sumter, South Carolina, the street his father lives on. <laughs> we hear that Emmanuel later admitted to his mother that he made the whole thing up for the money. I don't know. Did she take the $130 over there? I don't know. She's stupid as he is. That's the case. <laughs> Who kidnapped somebody for just $130? <laughs> the trouble that you go to in kidnapping somebody is not worth $130. <laughs> That's stupid, man. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I think that's it. That's all I had. Oh, I had- I'm sorry. One more. Uh, Christoph St. John. All of the older people or people that grew up with older people know who he is. He was on The Young and the Restless, died at the age of 52 this week. They think it was alcohol. He apparently had a alcohol problem. Yeah, he lost his son to suicide. Mm-hmm. And since then, he's had a serious alcohol problem. And now there is a big call for support for survivors of suicide. Mm-hmm. Because people who survive suicide, man, are left with so much pain mm-hmm. that they don't know what to do with it, especially when it's a child that you lost to suicide. That shit's got to be heavy, man. But he was on Young and the Restless forever. He was a very popular character. Anybody that watched, you know, that had grandmas that were my shows, my shows coming on, probably was watching him when he was on Young and the Restless. He was a very popular character on that particular soap opera. So, you know, um, Thoughts out to his family. That has to be hard. Lost the son. Now they didn't lost him. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I was going to talk about a Kansas judge that um, caused these girls aggressors in a sexual abuse case. They were 13 or 14. <laughs> uh, he basically gave this 67-year-old man less time because uh, he said that the girls went to his house voluntarily and had taken money for sexual favors. 13 and 12? 13 and 14? 12, 12 13 and 14. They're not responsible because he has the... First of all, let me just say, y'all, if you look this story up, because he didn't prepare me, be prepared. He is... He looked like Grits. <laughs> His name is Raymond Sodden. Oh, he looks so... Oh, Stop. Just scroll down. <laughs> he looked like Metamucil. <laughs> he looked like Wheat Germ. He the whitest, pastiest. Oh, oh. He looks so nasty. It's, he looks so disgusting. But the fact that this judge says that because the girls were going there accepting money, they are 12 and fucking 13. He was 67. The responsibility falls on him, not them children. There is a reason why there is a lim- an age limit of consent. What the fuck? Really, judge? You let this Metamucil-looking motherfucker out here get less time because you think the girls had a hand in it 
I just do not understand this concept that men are just not in control of themselves. It's because somebody offers something to you. Oh, I got to take it. She tells she offering it to me. Yeah, she 12, but you know, what the fuck is that? Yeah. It's so stupid, man. That just goes back to how subjective the court system is. Like, there's nothing a child can do that makes them an adult. Nope. And they're making it seem like what they do is the reason by which he decided to look at them like adults in that case. And this is, like, we, the reason that we don't look at children and their decisions properly is because we know that they don't have the minds developed enough to make proper decisions all the time. And the fact that he is looking at these two young girls and putting blame on them for their own abuse, that's the kind of subjectivity that allow a motherfucker to rape somebody behind a trash dumpster and get two months in jail and get out and have their freedom back. Oh, it's garbage as fuck. I understand. It just doesn't make any sense. I just... <laughs> it's so disappointing. And, you know... <laughs> I guess he just don't have no responsibility to himself. I wish a little 12-year-old boy would come up trying to talk. This the fuck, go where your mama at. Matter of fact, let's both go find your mama so I can have a conversation with her about you, what you out here doing. Like, I just don't understand. Like, at no point would I be like, well, he, you know, he chasing after me. So what the fuck? No. <laughs> it's fucking weird. People, oh, God, world we live in and uh the last one is uh, uh alabama denies a muslim inmate and imam or imam iman i-m-a-n present at execution they allow so you can have uh, your spiritual leader of your choice yeah on paper you know, oh. on paper in America, you, we have freedom of religion. But in practice, but the reality is, the chaplain is a, a paid member at the prison when they do this. So, this system favors Christian inmates. Now, we can have a conversation about he did some horrible things. And so he shouldn't even have Christian representation. Then we need to believe that about everybody. Or he, he don't deserve the representation that he desires based on his faith. We can have that conversation. Take that out. Don't put but that on Take that paper. away from everybody. Take that away from yeah. every fucking body. If we're going to look at the bad shit that people do and say that they shouldn't be able to have what the law says that they have, take that shit out of the law or follow the law. Don't sit here and allow a system to be created that disproportionately treats Muslim inmates different than Christian inmates. Now, my dialogue is we shouldn't be killing no fucking body because the system is very subjective. And if you look at the history of uh, how many death penalties have been sought for people, it disproportionately is sought for African-American people. It's too objective. On the case of a jury, it's too objective on the case of uh, overzealous prosecutors looking to enact the death penalty on people that do shit. I'm it's still just too for subjective. Pedophile Island. No, nobody, Island. nobody. You'd listen. be alive. You wouldn't but be dead. But this is the thing. Out of the case of fairness, if any pedophile 
if if every pedophile is going to be on trial to determine whether they're going to go to Pedophile Island or mm-hmm. not, I'd rather it not be subjective enough that Pedophile Island be full of black pedophiles and it's white pedophiles still over here. I'm just saying the overarching system is such a problem that we can't have a system like that unless everybody go or nobody go or we get a better system of determining who go and why. Because like I said, them overzealous prosecutors, they just, because of how our country feel about black people, Black people are inherently more violent, and a lot of uh, a lot of court systems think that the death penalty for black people is more appropriate, and so does a lot of uh, juries, and so does a lot of judges, as evidenced by the the uh, the history of the death penalty uh, execution rates. So Alabama ain't never Alabama ain't the role model for the world. Oh, okay, God. Alabama ain't no role model. Nope. Alabama just gonna do what it's gonna do. But the same people who say they believe in the rule of law when it comes to shit like uh, a black person should have been obeying the law if they didn't want this police officer to do that or the same motherfuckers that saying, you know, uh, I don't care about what the law says. He shouldn't kill people. He can't. He shouldn't even be able to have a spiritual advisor. Mm-hmm. Well, it's in the law, you, you crazy, stupid bitch. I'm sorry. This really, this story really frustrated me because it's to me it's just another black man, it's another brown person who is getting treated different than his white counterparts, even yep. though the counterparts are fucking death row inmates. I mean, it's crazy how you all the places that you find that improportionate dis disproportionate. The disproportionate treatment of different groups. But that's all I got. Alrighty. You got something that's on your mind? I do not. Hopefully, the next time you hear us, Colin will be with us on the show. Yay. So uh, I'm looking forward to that conversation. I know I've never talked to him, so not like and like verbally talked to him. So. After that, Michael is going to be on the show, and after that, I got to talk to Miss Twisted Tresses, and hopefully, in early in March, we can have her uh, being a part of this conversation. So that's it for you. That's it. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla.